it's appropriate for us to be sad. That's a haunting story. The drama of Jesus' betrayal, of the desertions of all the disciples, of Peter's denial, and then of his remembrance. It's right for Peter to weep. And it's right for us to weep with him. But not just because of what he and the other disciples did, but because of what we've done, because of what I've done. I'm just like Peter. I've denied Jesus too. I've been more interested in pleasing others than in pleasing God. I've been more concerned for my own comfort and safety than about the safety of the least and the lost. I've prayed more for what I want than for what Jesus wants. This is the truth. And I'm guilty with Peter. This is what we realize on Holy Thursday. When we hear the story again, there can be no denial that we are just as guilty as the apostles. But there's good news. We don't have to be afraid about being honest about our guilt. We don't have to pretend that we're better than we are, and we don't have to be ashamed because of the failures we've experienced. God knows all about us. It's because of who we are that Jesus died on the cross. It continues to be a mystery to me how Jesus' death makes me right with God. I don't quite understand that. But I do understand what's most important. And that is that in the death and resurrection of Jesus, God is clearly saying, you are forgiven. I love you no matter what, and you can have new life. You can be better 
than before. Unlike Peter, we know the meaning of that Last Supper and Jesus' death on the cross. I know that in spite of my failure to be courageous and brave in the face of opposition and hardship, Jesus gave himself for me. I love the way Paul says it in Romans 8. I know it's Romans 5, verses 6 through 8. You've heard this. I want to repeat it. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Well, maybe perhaps for a good person, someone might die. But God proves his love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. So yes, I am disappointed in myself. For all of those times, I have deserted Christ. But I still have hope. I hope I will grow, grow stronger and more brave in the face of opposition. I hope I will care more about what God thinks than about what others think. I hope I will give up more of my comfort and safety for those who are in need. I hope this because I know that Christ not only died for me, but Christ lives for me. And tonight, as we remember Christ's death, we also celebrate his life. One of my spiritual gifts is perseverance. I am able to keep moving forward in spite of failure, disappointments, and losses. I think it's because I know that I am forgiven and that I am loved just the way I am. That knowledge comes from the grace of God. Jesus shows us how much he loves us by sitting at the table with us and then going to the cross to die for us, even when we have run away because of cowardice and fear. But that fear is only part of the story. That's the part we confess tonight. The other part is that Jesus loves us anyway. And he continues to call us to be better, to live a better life, and to never give up. Since Jesus is not giving up on us, we must not give up on ourselves.
but the temptation is there. It is so tempting when we fall down to stay down. It is so tempting when we make a mistake to walk away. It is so tempting when we embarrass ourselves to run and hide. During my first two years of ministry, right after I graduated from seminary, I had some experiences that I did not handle well. When I was criticized, I became defensive. When I was asked to be open and transparent, I closed down. When I needed to trust others, I was suspicious. The result was that after my first two years of probationary membership in the annual conference, I was told that I could not continue toward ordination. Technically, I was discontinued as a probationary member of the annual conference. That was a painful time. It hurts to remember it. I had asked so much of my family. My husband quit his job. We moved from Austin to the Rio Grande Valley. We changed our whole way of life. And I had failed. I believed that I had had my chance and I had blown it. The right thing, the right thing was for me to give up. But I discovered that important people, especially my husband, still believed in me, even when I wasn't sure I believed in myself. And even more amazing, again, it's the grace of God that works in us. I knew somehow that God believed in me. There's a promise that I just kept repeating over and over to myself during that time. I held it so close to my heart. For surely I know the plans I have for you. Plans, says the Lord, for your welfare and not for harm, plans to give you a future with hope. That is exactly the same promise that Jesus made to his disciples at the Last Supper. The Gospel of Mark wants us to know that Jesus knew his disciples were going to desert him and fail him. Jesus knew that he would be alone on the cross. He knew he was going to die. 
but he also knew the promise of God for himself and for us. Every time we come to the table, Jesus is saying, I know the plans I have for you. Don't give up. I believe in you. You are the body of Christ also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.